Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunswick. And I am your co-host, not Dr. Kirby Brunswick. Co-host today. Not all the time. But sometimes. But sometimes. Also, I'm going to start introducing myself as not doctor. Not doctor? Mm Mm-hmm. I like that. Mr. Not Doctor. (laughs) We have a... Hey, I did not go to medical school to have you call me Mr. (laughs) I don't it need... is just not doctor. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with that. It it a bubbly or a LaCroix, really? Mm-hmm. You know, do you do that just to piss me off? Sometimes. Okay, have you seen um that like millennials are now like being called out for their love of LaCroix? Like it's such a Oh, like it's our generation's thing. Oh yeah, because like the Gen Z's have uh death water or whatever what it's called. What is that? It's liquid death. That's what it's called. It's just a it's just a water. I think it might be a sparkling water, but I think Do it's Do they ju- even sell it at Quick Trip? <laughs> <laughs> it's your that, only standard. Well, I meant by that, I meant, do they sell it at gas stations? Like, where do they get this? Uh, it's not I'm not sure. I haven't been, I have not been looking for it. Maybe it's an online thing. Maybe death it's a water. big, no, liquid, liquid death. death. So if, if liquid death is listening and you want to send us a case, we'll try it out. Ooh, yeah, I bet they're listening. Yeah, I bet they're... This is right up their alley. Yep, yep. Yeah. Exclusive chiropractic podcasts are their next vector for their marketing. So is... Okay, I'll I'll do my own research. We don't need to talk about it now. So we have a date night episode Mm -hmm. with some of our dearest friends. Dearest, oldest chiropractic friends. Dearest, oldest, but not because... Not because they're they're old. We've just known them for a long time. Yes. They're not old. Yes. So Christy Wick is actually, this is her second time on the podcast. Might be her third. Oh, yeah, because she was on the round table for COVID. But that was like episode four. Oh, yeah. And supposedly people don't have access. I'm working on that. I got to double check. To those episodes. There was a glitch that allowed everyone to get episodes 1 through 50 for free. But by the time this comes out, you won't be able to. You won't. Patreon so only. You were supposed to only be able to have access. So go over to www.patreon.com slash podcast to subscribe. For $3.99 a month, you can At listen least. to yep. Christie's original mm-hmm. episode. But anyways, her and her husband on for date night. Before we jump in to creating a bio for them, though... Speaking of date nights. You want to talk about our 
Amazing date night. Epic date night. Okay, so in our defense. It was supposed to be good. No, in our our pre-defense. The pre-defense to the defense was that we were in Nashville. And then in St. Paul for a concert. Like We're cool. We're cool. We go on real dates. We kind of go on real dates. But also in our defense, in Rice Lake. Yeah. 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 Especially on a Wednesday. Yeah. Like, you know, anyways. And we tried. And we kind of tried. It was a good plan. So the original plan was we, uh, so we're members of a golf course because we fancy like that. We fancy. And they were supposedly having an end of year like shenanigan. Members only. Members only. Thank you for being a member. I thought they were going to give me a jacket. Not only was there no jacket, but there was no humans. (laughs) Well, also, bagging up even more, we were going to go there as a double date with my brother and his wife. So it's supposed to be like, moms and dads, get a babysitter. I got a babysitter. Hang out. 5.30 to 9. That was very optimistic. We'll go to the golf course. We'll have cocktails and dinner and chat and be adults and have fun. It will be great. Well, we, they, so their kid got sick. They can't come. And we're like, we're still going to do this. We can have fun. Well, we've had a week. We've had a week. We've We've had had a month. Let's just call it a year. All right. We'll call it a year. And so we're pulling into this packed parking lot. And I say to Kirby, I said, like, all logistics for all of our businesses are off the table. I do not want to solve any problems with the Airbnb construction. Not that there's problems, but just like, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about the course. I don't want to talk about the podcast. I don't want to talk about the business. I don't want to talk about anything that requires thinking or solving. So automatically we're like, well, what the hell are we going to talk about? But it's okay. There's lots of people here. So we'll like mingle. Well, we come in to the building and there's this sign that says like members party this way, birds and beers this way. Now, right away, I'm excited about the birds and beers. I wanted those birds. I wanted those beers. (laughs) So it was some like sanctuary thing around here. Bunch of old people in a room learning about birds. But I believe I'm getting old enough. I would have had a blast. I would have had a blast. I legit was thinking about crashing that. We didn't. You know, it's almost good. I didn't think about this. Even if Todd and Sarah would have come, my brother and his wife, we'd have probably lost Todd. He loves birds. I know. He loves he's to older like. Than us. <laughs> he loves to look at birds and then go to his bird book and identify them. He would have split off. Okay, so in defense of bird watching, we're coming back to our date night in a second. Um, so somebody described. So like, I've always thought about bird watching like this just ridiculously boring thing. But somebody said, like, you know, for an achiever mindset or like a very goal oriented Mm. to do type person, bird watching is a way or like looking for mushrooms or whatever Mm. um, is a way to be in nature and allow that like quietness, but have a goal. And I was like, you sold me. I now am going to become obsessed with bird watching. Mm-hmm. I, first, I have to learn to taxidermy, but yeah. Yeah, I think it's probably also kind of meditative of like, there's a lot of walking meditations that talk about being really mindful and noticing new things in your surroundings. Mm-hmm. And if you're very intent on looking for something, you're going to notice more stuff. So I can't tell if I'm just getting old or if bird watching is like legit a cool thing. Gen Z, let me know. Let me know if I sold you on this idea. 
I love that you need approval from them. I do. I'm not old. I'm hip. I'm with it. Um, where were we? Okay, date, date night. night. So, so we did not crash. The bird watching people. We go to this members only party, and there is zero people. Us zero. and the owner of the golf course, who is going to be our bartender. He assured us that they had a four to six cocktail hour and there were a bunch of people there. Sure. But they just cleared out. So he's like, so, I mean, yeah, if you guys want, I can make you a drink. We're like, nope, we're going to go. We're going to go upstairs to the to the restaurant and eat food. So we go grab dinner. It's a lovely dinner. But, you know, so from six to six forty, we have dinner. And then we're like, now, now what do we do? (laughs) We've officially been on a date for 40 minutes and we're like. Okay. And it's a Wednesday night, and so Curb's like, well, we could, you know, go to the bar and have a drink. And I was like, I don't want to just go sit in a bar and drink on a Wednesday night just because we have a babysitter. I would much rather go sit on my couch and drink. But I didn't want to put the kids to bed. I was like, oh, I really don't want to get home until like 8, 10. Anyway, so then I go like, well, let's go to Menards and walk through the Christmas section. One of my favorite things to do. Yes. So that may sound weird, but that was a very sweet idea because she knows that I love Christmas and I love Christmas sections of stores and Menards, thankfully. Menards started setting up Christmas stuff before Halloween. Oh, much before. They two moved, or three weeks. They moved their Halloween stuff over to a little corner, put it on sale and set up Christmas. So while we're at Menards, I realized that I need a laundry basket because I don't know where ours went. So, and then Kirby wants to go to the Christmas section, but I'm like, wait, 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 the Halloween stuff is on sale. And I don't know if this is OCD or not, but like I had to look at the Halloween clearance stuff before I could walk through Christmas because in my brain walking through Christmas land and then like checking the Halloween discount stuff before we left made no sense. Like I couldn't go in that order. So we had to look at the Halloween stuff. I almost... Well, you'd have been filled with Christmas magic and then Halloween yes. would have held no appeal. Right. Yeah. I would have been like, ew, ghouls. And like, no, I mean, Chris... yeah. So do that. Almost bought a $200 lawn werewolf thing because it was on sale. <laughs> and we barely get into Christmasville. Barely. Not even really do. And I remembered that Aldi was releasing their cheese advent calendar on that day and they sell out. So I go, Kirby, what time is it? And what time does Aldi close? It is 7.18 and I'm like, we have to leave. We have to go to Aldi. I need the cheese advent calendar. Mm -hmm. And so we buy the laundry basket. Yep. And go to Aldi and get two cheese calendars. One for my friend because last year and there was no limit. We could have gotten six. They were like $30 a piece, weren't they? I don't know. I didn't look. You can't put a price on a cheese cheese. advent calendar. But then Kirby like reminded me, like, you know, this it's only November 2nd. And we have to refrigerate these until December 1st and through December. So anyways, we get back in the car and it's 740 now. And we're like, fuck it. Let's just go home. So in summary, our date night was go have a 6 p.m. dinner. (laughs) Go to Menards and be buy a laundry basket. Be jealous we couldn't then go break to up Aldi. the birds watching. Yeah, wish we could have gone to bird watching. Go to Menards <laughs> to buy a laundry basket and go to Aldi's to buy a cheese advent calendar home by 740. Uh-huh. We're fun, though. This is what marriage is like. This is what marriage is like. Better like each other when you get married. Okay. 
All right. Well, anyways, um, let's see. Final, let's see, things that we have to discuss. We have a course. There's a course, of course. There's a course, of course. It's not released yet. There's a wait list. There's a link below. You can check it out. It is definitely for someone who is established in practice and kind of maybe, you know, we're getting towards the end of this year and looking at 2023 and kind of going, what's next? A little bit of like, I was just growing this and adjusting the rest of my life. Kind of all that's on the docket. That seems kind of boring. Yeah, I think it's a certain personality type. And I think all personality ADHD is not a qualifier. No, it's not a qualifier. But I think there's something that you you built what you know. Mm-hmm. So I think there is like, it's for the person who established a well-running successful clinic but they have this burning desire to do something else and something more and it's not just necessarily growing their clinic it's something outside of that well i distracted well i mean one of our initial steps was just opening second clinic Mm -hmm. and like so that was what was the first like entrepreneurial thing of like well, we did this thing really good. Let's do it in another town and mm-hmm. make more money. Like so, but no matter where you're at in practice, I will say one of the things that you should put on your 2023 goals is automating your practice. Because no matter where you're at, like that has been one of the number one things that we have done. And um, SCED is the tool that we use for texting and retention of patients, and it is awesome, absolutely awesome. So if you are using, I'm not going to be a jerk and list other text messaging services, but we have used two previous uh, popular ones before. They were fine, but honestly, don't hold a candle to SCAD. So, yeah, I think hold the a candle is that yep, the you actually use. So, I, I wish I'll find the TikTok. I heard someone talk about people who misquote colloquialisms and yeah. make malapropisms, and that's that's what you do is malapropisms. Malapropism. So, like, you mix the mix. two things of like. Now, is malapropism mixing proper colloquialisms or making up your own? <laughs> Usually, it's mixing. Well, two. that just seems like a common thing that people would do. Sharpest crayon in the toolbox. Perfect example. Mm-hmm. All anyway. Right. Anyways, let's get on to our awesome guest. Speaking of which is a, I would absolutely classify them as multi-passionate chiropractors. Oh, for sure. I mean, Christy Wick and her husband, so he's not a chiropractor, but she's a chiropractor, but they run multiple businesses together. One of them is a furniture shop. I am so jealous. So cool. I I want to go like see it in person. Yeah, like, I've, I've visited the website. They a bunch just of times, turned it but... Christmas, so oh, maybe date night. It's a long drive for a date. It's a night. long drive <laughs> for a date night, but hey, we'll listen to Morbid on the way. <sighs> no, I'm gonna put a moratorium on Morbid during Christmas season. For I you. don't okay, like murder fine. in my mind. I understand. I understand. Well, honestly, I knew you would do that because I think I finally come around that we need to watch Stranger Things. The world has created enough FOMO in me that the FOMO is stronger than my fear of being freaked out. But when I decided this, I said to someone, not just to myself, like, I will have to wait until next, like, September to sell Kirby on this because there's no way that he will sign up for scariness during the Christmas season. We can do it in January. I've already watched season one, so I can go back and watch it again with you. Okay. Yeah, I just... 
Everybody's talking about it. There are children in Stranger Things costumes. And I'm like, I don't get it. You wouldn't. I wouldn't. So old. Okay. Anyways, talk about. Talk okay. About. I'm going to try and read Christy's bio from her website, but it's written in first person. So I'm going to try and switch it. So. Oh, this is a skill I have. Did you know that? I think I can do it too. I don't. Okay. We're going to. All right. Don't, no, be practicing. Read it right now. All right. Christy grew up in a small Wisconsin town where she discovered her passion for making a difference in the lives of others. Currently, she's a chiropractor, coach, speaker, practice growth strategist, and podcast host. She's addicted to anything interior design, lives for Lululemon leggings, and listening to Lizzo. Say that five times fast. Thanks, Christy. I actually had to say that. <laughs> and to the surprise of many, she does not drink coffee. Not on her bio is also that they actually have a furniture store, like we said. Uh, we don't have a bio for Joe here. But I know that he was a corporate accountant. I believe he says in the episode. Is it the American Cancer Society or American Heart Association? I think it was a heart association. I always mix those two up. So, yeah. So he has a, a similar background to me of nerdness in big corporate America. Mm -hmm. And then quitting to join forces with his wife to build something amazing. So the And including their children. Yeah. 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 They also have children. They're and, great kids. They're really fun. <laughs> They're very similar. Kai Kai is similar to Tai Tai. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar personalities. It's that second child wild thing. So Just troublemakers. Okay. Let's pray and right. do it. Dear God, thank you for this conversation and thank you for these amazing people that we've been so fortunate to call our friends for a long time. Um, help this conversation to help grow people and see what can be accomplished together. Help help us learn from them and strengthen our marriage and strengthen our connections and and learn from them on being brave enough to chase our dreams and go impact the world in the way that you're calling us, uh, not just following in the footsteps of others and, uh, and going on the normal path. Uh, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, here is our date night with Joe and Christy Wick. So did I, I don't think you know this. I'm go, we're going to Disneyland next week. <gasps> I know, I knew you'd be excited. <laughs> Disney World or land? Land. This time. Oh, wow. yes. Disneyland. Much more manageable. Yeah. Have you guys been to Disneyland? Never been Okay. There. So here's what I will say. If you are looking for like a weekend fly in, fly out. Disneyland is the bomb. There's only two parks. You can very easily feel like you did Saw everything yeah. in like a day. You could spend easily two days in each park, but like it just feels manageable and you can walk. So you can stay at the Disney hotels or we're staying at a Marriott 0.2 miles from the entrance. And it's just like, you just literally just walk up to the entrance. There's no yeah, Both like and trimmed and trolley. Yeah, that's yeah. It is, it's really nice. Like I, mm -hmm. I feel as a maximizer, like I would really struggle doing like two days at Disney World. I'd be like, there's more than two parks. I don't even know. So yeah, so, it's Kirby's well, fault. He didn't have any trips planned for my birthday, and because we bought a lake house and said we weren't going to travel, but then the lake house got rented out. Speaking of which. Christy said you're the reason you, you won't let her rent out the lake house, huh, Joe? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely not. I we, will tell as, you. As a family, we rented houses and cabins our entire life, and I know the wear and tear we put on those places. So I could only imagine if 
I'm all for it. I understand. And I'd probably be better about it during like the snowmobile season. If I could have like a month buffer knowing people weren't in there. I just don't like no. eating off my same fork. I don't like people. Well, you can't have a lot of your own personal no. stuff in there. Like no. we have, when we go stay out there, it's like the pantry is completely empty. None of our stuff is out there. We have to re-sign into all the TV apps if we want to watch yeah. something at night. Like it's, it's, it's glorified i will mm -hmm. say from like reading as soon as we don't have to i mean yeah if, I, if, if the mortgage was like mostly paid off or we had enough income where we didn't mind the monthly mortgage payment like yeah i wouldn't do it just to keep stacking up money i would love to be able to go out there whenever we wanted i think what would help and you guys would be in the exact same boat as us is that like i think a lot of people when they talk about they have an Airbnb, they have a property manager mm -hmm. and like the property manager handles so much yeah. stuff of the check in, check out instructions ah. and like the grills, not lighting. Well, we're in Northern Wisconsin. Like there's not somebody who's like, oh, I'm a property manager. Yeah. Um, I had to drive out on the first renter or the second renter, the grill stopped working. So I had to go out and swap the tank because they'd never swapped a propane tank before. So just yeah. like 8.45 at night, first week, and I'm uh, getting in the car and going out there. You're going for those five-star reviews. So, so yeah. I, turn around and come home. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I don't know, Joe, I'm kind of like coming around to your side. I'm like, it's just, it's just kind of an annoying hassle. Like you just have to deal with more people. And like mm -hmm. in our profession, we have to deal with so many people already and eat so much shit that it's just like also sucking up to these random people who are mad that there was a cobweb yeah like, that's sick you're like eh. yeah i mean i get your point of view too i would love to have half my mortgage paid for by just having somebody there for a week each month but there's something about just having my dresser i gotta just bring a pair of contacts with me i got everything else out there my toothbrush is ready all my clothes i got up there and i can just start vacation as, as i walk into the place that would be so nice yeah one day we'll get, one day. We'll get it paid off first although i just saw that the frank lloyd wright house there's like a frank lloyd wright house in southern wisconsin that's for sale and i immediately sent it to kirby i'm like this thing would airbnb Wait, I itself. Saw that. I yeah, saw you guys like, want to go in on that would like you airbnb 750K, that? So. i would love that but it's one of those things too where you would just be like on pins and needles be like hold on you're not bringing like kids into this house are you like yeah yeah someone them breaks them a chair like, that frank lloyd wright designed and you're like i nope. can't really replace that <laughs> my dog i know i'm not supposed to have dogs but he chewed up all your woodwork like <laughs> oh well that's the other that's the other thing about this is i had joined like some facebook if you want like anybody if you're just looking for entertainment join an Airbnb rental like Facebook group because there's just hosts posting like this terrible stuff All that they're having stories. to deal with yeah. and you're just like oh my gosh I guess my day could be worse like yeah I forgot where I was going with oh yeah just so many people being like we're a dog we're like a no dog thing and we see somebody bringing in two dogs on the ring doorbell and it's yeah I said smoking would drive me nuts if I went into my place and somebody was smoking in there for like a whole week. Well, yeah. oh, whatever, there's six guys, we'll all just split the whatever the point is at the end. Well, and what's tough is like we did our third renter, didn't smoke inside. Like it didn't smell like cigarette smoke inside, but 
you could tell a smoker they were had smokers and they been you know, laid in bed and like you're just like oh, oh everything kind of smells like it yeah. now so, so you should be thankful they're uh convincing me <laughs> that yeah. the money is not worth it uh-uh, uh-uh. Uh, it's really really not it's really not so like florida would be different i think okay we're gonna be done talking right, about this right, right. <laughs> oh, i don't know this is <laughs> see this is this is my vibe i would just spend the whole time doing oh, this and we'll then it'd be is, like we never I have other things i need to do business. today <laughs> we're gonna have to make sure when we record their intro we give a lot more backstory than since like, yeah. yeah, um no i do agree though florida like a destination one would be different but i don't know you'd have a property manager yeah that's like, the key i don't know kirby talks me out of that stuff too though because he's like but then like what if you don't but you guys go to orlando a lot so i could see this working for you but right now, I mean, okay, we're like gonna be done talking two years this, until that you know? market bubble bursts and everything goes cheap down there again. Yeah. yeah. Then okay. call us. We'll start yep. going okay. to mansion. Okay. Okay. Let's ask them <laughs> questions about business Christy's and life. Bored with this. <laughs> this is what happens when you have your friends on where you're like, well, I don't, I know all your yeah, story. Yeah, we know your story. The listeners don't need to hear it, right? Okay. All right. So welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Five minutes in. So let's start by, I would like telling us your Enneagram types. I'm a one wing one. I mean, honestly, like, I think I probably could be a wing too, but I, I probably could just be a straight up one. Yeah, Joe's yeah. a five and he doesn't know a lot about the Enneagram. So nope. he probably wouldn't even be able to remember that he's a five. Trying to tap her under yeah. the table going, hey, hey, yo, give me some fingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there is a whole group of people that like, and I, I, I swear they're the four, fives, and sixes mm-hmm. who just are like, I don't know. I don't care. Can't type me. I'm like, I don't know. Doesn't matter. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm typing you. I'm typing so are you. Are you resistant to all personality tests or just not interested in the Enneagram? Like, do you take all the strengths? <laughs> no, I love strength. I love uh, Gallup strength finders. Like, yeah. I think that's changed my outlook on how I look at people in relationships when I find out what their strengths are and how I can like co-mingle with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that for our team when we like had everyone do it and then we mapped it out across the whole thing. And then we're like, Oh, okay. I'm getting Sarah more now. Like I understand why she hates this project, but loves that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I just did. Have you heard of colors? Mm-mm. No. Um, so I like, I definitely like Enneagram and strength finder and disc more, although I don't remember my disc. Like I think disc is overly complicated. So I definitely prefer the Enneagram and strength finder, but Enneagram can take so long to get to. I mean, we have team members who've been on our team for five years and there's like two of them that are like, I don't know. I think I'm a nine. I Mm -hmm. maybe I'm a two. Like, And so it's like, well, are you going to read two books about it? No. Okay. So, but colors is very simple. It, it would take like an hour to go through with your team. I was in a room of like 15 people who did it and you get that same like high when you're like, oh my gosh, that's totally me. And so, I mean, it was like a very, I could see my team really liking doing the colors because you feel within a half hour of like, this is totally my color. And like, you get that satisfaction piece. But it's, then it was funny sitting in the room and you'd hear people be like, well, like I'm primarily a blue, but I'm also a green. And in my head, I'm like, that's because you're a four. Like, oh, like, oh, this is not complicated enough. <laughs> you can't type people into four. You can only type people in nine categories. Oh. All right. 
Anyways, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks. Oh. Glad to be here. So I guess give us the background. Yeah, this is tricky because we know you guys so well in your story, but like, what's the what's the quick version of your path to get here? That's a loaded, like how far back would you like me to go, Kirby? Like, well, I know your guys' origin story, so I would love to go back to that, but then you can like fast forward. Yeah. Okay. So like our relationship origin story is great. We met in a Yahoo chat room when we were little babies. I think I was like 14. 14. I was 15. Yeah. Then, you know, when like my mom didn't know that I was talking to boys on the computer that happened to be. Chris Hansen dateline was everywhere. So I was afraid (laughs) I was walking into a trap, you know. It was great. We just happened to live like 45 minutes away from each other in Wisconsin, which obviously like was interesting at the time. So we talked quite a bit in high school. We met like once when we were juniors and I, when I, I met him when I was 14 and I was like a freshman in high school, or I guess I would have been a sophomore. <laughs> um, well, and you like graduated. So, so like right. when you talk back to like, I was 17, but I was in college. So probably juniors yeah. in right. high, high school. Yeah. So yeah, we met once and then we started actually dating right before we went to college and that was in 2001. So we've been together for a really, really Really long long time. time. Yeah. 21 years of together. Of bliss. (laughs) Pure bliss. Never a fight, never a problem. Never. But no, honestly, like because we grew up together, I do feel like a lot of our, like we've, we've in the grand scheme of a marriage in, you know, that long of being together, you know, obviously sure we've had rough patches, but like in the grand scheme of things, things have been pretty great. And I think a lot of that is because like, we have known each other since we were so little. And so like, we are so little, that sounds weird. Um, but like, we, <laughs> we, were, though, we were babies. We, yeah, we, we, were babies. we figured it all out together. And, and I think that has been, that's really like played in our, our favor. So yeah, that's like how we started. And, you know, I don't know how we got to this point. So we always went to two different colleges. So there was some like long distance stuff that happened in the beginning. And then when I went to chiropractic school, then he moved with me to chiropractic school. In St. Louis. So he, he finished his bachelor's while I was like finishing and then starting my graduate degree and then you know we moved and back was that to in business what was your bachelor's in joe my degree's in accounting so then okay. while we were in st louis i worked a year in public accounting and then we moved back up to wisconsin and i stayed in public accounting for about four more years while she was working on building her practice and then from there i went to corporate america for six or seven years and i worked fi- primarily in financial planning analysis at that time uh, with the American Cancer Society. And then from there, uh, we just found that we got to the point in our lives where our first child, uh, Keaton, basically when he was born, he had some problems. He was in the NICU. And I remember at work having to be there, like had to be there. I couldn't go to the NICU to see my son. I had to be there. Projects, deadlines, all this. So when I found out she was pregnant with our second child, our daughter, we just made the decision that, you know what, I'm done. We'll figure out how to work, make it work together. We can make money on our own. And we basically decided like, you know, we want to not have other people raise our kids. We want to be full-time in it. And if we both wanted to have separate careers, that probably wasn't going to happen. We'd have to have that nanny or somebody there all the time. And I think, you know, figuring out a way how to make it work, it just led to happiness all around. Were you, I actually don't know the answer to this. 
Christy, were you resistant to this idea of like Joe being like, because what I heard you kind of say is you acknowledge like, we're not going to bring somebody else in to raise our kids. Like I will. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's hard. Right. And I, I even find that's like a tricky statement. So if you're listening to this, please don't judge yourself. Like we still have plenty of help for childcare. Like it's, you know, we, and <laughs> neither a, of us were like the stay at home parents. And it's a personal choice I made. I decided mm-hmm. that I'd rather have my family than my career. And there's plenty yeah. of people that do that all the time. I mean, if I would have stayed on the corporate path, I'd probably be putting in 60 hours, might be uh-huh. meeting up with you guys on a weekend. It wouldn't be on a Friday like this during the day. Yeah. And you know, just be a completely different life path. And I don't know if we'd be in the same place we are as far as family, happiness, any of that. So it was definitely a life choice to make. And for me, being a guy, having to make that choice of, okay, I'm going to officially step down and my wife is going to be the breadwinner of the family. That took a little bit because, I mean, it's definitely, there's a lot of stigma that goes with it in our society, unfortunately. And, you know, I see that double standard every day. If I make yeah. my kids a treat for a, uh, bring it into kindergarten, they look at it and they go, oh, wow, Christy was up all late last night making that, huh? And it's like, I made this. I made okay, this. so rumors are out in Rice Lake. We got that with Charlie, our oldest. There was a lot of stuff, but now that we're like, so ties in second grade, and by the time we even got to her like meeting the teacher, it was like, he already knew like, okay, so like, if I have something, I text you, right, Kirby? And I'm like, <laughs> This is fantastic. If someone's going to go pick up a sick kid in the middle of the day, it's dad. If there's a dentist appointment, dad's bringing them like, yeah. And if, and if there's any like text or keeping track of homework or anything, the teachers now know, like, don't even message her. She's not going to get it. She's not going to read it. She doesn't have time. Yeah. So Christy, were you like, oh, thank God, this is going to bring so much order to our family or like, yeah, I mean, it's funny, like when you tell stories, right. With your spouse, I'm like, that's not at all how I would tell the story, (laughs) but basically, you know, I, at the time Kyla was five months old was when I took on, you know, the operations position for a large training company in chiropractic. So basically I had two full-time jobs mm-hmm. and Joe had a full-time job. So between the th- the two of us, we had three full-time jobs. And so that's when we were like, this is not, you know, his office was an hour away. No, so like he was passing through the night, he was spending two hours a day commuting. And I was trying to manage, you know, like a baby. And I, and I traveled for work quite a bit and you traveled for yeah. work quite a bit. And I mean, there was times where it'd be like, yeah, a month. And we saw each other for literally had a chance to hang out maybe two nights out of the month. Yeah. So it was scary. Like the financial piece, especially because, you know, I maybe had just like the practice had been, was going really well at that time, but it probably had only been going that well financially for maybe like three or four years. So it was really easy for me to remember a time where like, I was not contributing financially to our household at all. And so the thought of removing that stability of we can count on this paycheck, like we honestly could live on this paycheck. Like I was super resistant. Like, I don't know if that's a good idea. What if things change with my practice and go back to, you know, at a time where like I was working my ass off for nothing. Well, let's be honest too. Like we had another friend that we had talked about that was in uh, the coaching company with us and they had actually gone through a very similar transaction transition where the female, the wife was actually making quite a bit of money in her corporate America career and they had done the same thing. So, I mean, hearing other people do it and seeing somebody jump into the pool before you, it makes it a lot easier. I feel like a lot of the time 
because yeah. you think that, well, if you can do it, I can do it. You know, that's kind of always been our philosophy. Yeah, yeah. shout out to Jake, because Jake, I, I didn't want Jake to name him that's okay, we can name him, he's right. okay. But yeah, honestly, me talking to him about just like the freedom and what Joe was just alluding to, like Joe toys with the idea of going back to work now that our youngest is in first grade, like every now and then it like pops up, well, maybe I'm gonna go back to work. And then, and I'm then like, Christy starts another job. <laughs> another Pretty much. But also like the freedom of, you know, this past March, I took a like sort of sabbatical and like we lived in Florida for almost a month. And there's no way like for, you know, obviously, yes, now the world is different and maybe he could have worked remotely, but he would have still had to like answer to deadlines and whatever, where like we were able to really craft that in a way that was super amazing and healing and like something our family will remember. Like mm. I've no doubt my kids will remember that month for the rest of their lives. So the freedom for us has been worth it. But to answer your question in a very long winded way, yes, I was really fucking scared. <laughs> <laughs> hey, She Slayers. So many of you connect with my story as a chiropractor because I started all wrong. Years into practice, I had to completely turn it around from being an insurance and pain-based model to a thriving subluxation-based cash practice. I have a lot of ways that that happened, but I am not exaggerating when I say the number one thing I changed was adding CLA's Insight scanning technology. The Insight helped grow our practice from 300 people a week to over 500 a week in the course of one year, purely by showing objective findings and providing reports to patients. So many docs I talk to struggle to communicate the why behind a care plan when the patient's pain goes away in a few visits. They struggle to keep patients after insurance stops paying. They don't know how to explain why a kid benefits from chiropractic care, even though they have no symptoms. They don't do progress exams because what am I going to do to show the patient progress? I am telling you every single thing I just said, my answer to the doc is, are you using insight scanning technology in your clinic yet? Because it's the solution to all of those issues. If you have questions, the staff at CLA is absolutely incredible and will help answer those questions and help implement this big change into your practice. Click the link below in the show notes as She Slays listeners get preferred pricing and hundreds of dollars off their purchase. Hi, friends. I wanted to take a quick break from the episode to make sure you all know about the cool stuff we have happening over on Patreon. This is a platform where I can offer you extra content, behind the scenes interviews, quick trainings, and exclusive trainings answering your exact question live back to back with me. It's a way for me to more directly interact with you and post some fun things that would never be in the normal weekly episodes. To check out what we're doing and to sign up, click the link in the show notes. Hey, She Slayers. When I first started practice, I thought I needed to dress a certain way for patients to trust me. And I spent hours trying to design communication and marketing materials that worked. After 12 years of practice, here's a couple things I've learned. One, I don't have to wear dress pants and button-ups for a patient to take me seriously. And two, why recreate the wheel when a design professional has already done all the work for me? Well-Aligned offers solutions in both of these categories. They have the coolest and most comfy chiropractic shirts that will showcase your personality, as well as beautifully designed communication and marketing tools 
to help drive new patients, get more referrals, and gain better retention in your practice. From the best chiropractic apparel to modern patient education materials, Well Aligned has you covered. All She Slayers get 10% off plus free shipping on orders of $75 or more with promo code SHESLAYS. Visit www.wellaligned.com to save. Yeah, I don't, I don't, well, we didn't have an option. Like Kirby was like, this was back when he, he had pitched like the idea of what if I work remotely? Yeah, we knew we were moving to Wisconsin to start a practice. And I said, I either have to quit, which I don't want to do, or I can be a remote worker. And there were zero remote workers. 2011, 2010, late 2010. Yeah. So there were zero remote workers and they said, uh, I guess we'll try it. And we tried it for like a year or two. Was it that long? Yeah, I think because Rosamini was started in October of 2012. So then later they're like, eh, we don't like remote workers. Like a new manager came in or whatever. So they let me go. And then within six months, I got started getting calls to see if I could do independent consulting with them. Yeah. So that I, was helpful. But like, yeah, I, we, so I brought that up because we, I wasn't given the option of like it wasn't him saying like I have this idea what if I didn't work for Mm -hmm. um so I didn't have any of the like I don't have any of the memories of like grappling with like you know it was just like he just said like uh I kind of just got laid let go and I was like wait what and you know and so we just had to pivot from there but I know that I really struggled with I kind of kept pushing him back into the like consulting money of like, no, just say yes to the thing. Yeah. Cause it would be new decision points every three to six months. So I would get on an engagement and I would know that I have to work 25 hours a week and then the project would wrap up and you know, the big checks were coming in a few weeks later and it's still nice, but I'm worn out. Mm-hmm. And-, and I didn't like it because I'd get home. We would do family dinner, put the girls to bed and he'd be like, well, I've got like three or four hours of work. I got to go do. And I'm like, wait, no, no. Now we watch, well, it wasn't Netflix. Like now we watch TV together and go to bed at nine. And he's like, not for me. So I was a really slow learner that like, oh, it does make our life feel better when we're not both in a separate career. Yeah. And because, because of what I could do with technology and stuff, I ended up being kind of a de facto fixer for the clinic. So I had mostly a 30 hour a week job with the clinic. And then I was adding 20 to 30 hours of consulting a week. So like, yeah, we tried to go like, okay, well, how can I add enough value to the clinic that we don't need consulting money? But Joe, Mm -hmm. did you, did you step into the clinic? Like kind of right away or when did you guys start actually so working because Ky- so Kyla was really young so like when I was she was like five months when I quit so like the first six months or so was I mean it was a lot of spent time with Kyla and then after that I started working for uh, Epic with her doing consulting for them mm-hmm. so I was able to contribute okay. you know, a fair amount of income that way oh yeah and then I was able to pivot that and then when we did our coaching company I was able to take on a role so I mean I think one of the stigmas too is like you know Oh, I'm leaving work to stay at home and watch Baywatch, you know, on afternoons and stuff. I'm like, yeah. no, nothing like that. Like for me, it's always, you know, as the kids get older here and I get more time, I try to find more stuff to do, more ways to generate income, especially, I think that's just the entrepreneur mindset, right? Like, yep. you know, that the harder you work, the more money you can make. So when I have downtime, it's like, okay, which business am I going to go help out with now? 
question on that, that you just said. So like, is it the entrepreneur mindset that makes you go like, well, shoot, I have five extra minutes in my week. I should be productive and make money with that. Or do you feel like it's still that like, um, patriarch patriarchy programming? Kirby and I, I think, have been grappling I, with this for a couple of years. I think for me, I think it's programmed in my brain that between eight to five, I should be working. Like mm -hmm. I don't turn on a TV. If I do have it on, it's in the background for noise. It's while I'm putting away dishes or while I'm working on reports or something at work. But those times in my mind, for whatever reason, always been, I got to work. And if I don't work, I feel like a piece of crap. Like, what am I doing? I'm just mooching off society right now. After five o'clock, I'm fine. I can sit on that couch and put my feet up and do nothing, you know, till bed. But those couple hours during the day, it's just for whatever reason. Is, and even when we go like up to our cabin, for example, I'm not sitting on the couch or sitting on the deck drinking a martini. I'm chopping wood out in the woods or taking down trees or doing landscaping projects. Like I have a real hard time sitting down during the day like that. So I think that, you know, also she realized that, that, okay, if Joe's not out here earning income, he's at home doing landscaping projects. He's cleaning the whole garage and basement this weekend. It's, I'm not that guy that sits around and lets grass run underneath my feet. So you get, okay. So, so for the people who don't know, I mean, everyone should know all the things you do. So you have, you have a super successful clinic. You have a great coaching group with a ton of ladies in it. You have a podcast and now you have a furniture store is all of that like who's the who's the idea generator like it sounds like joe you have a really good work engine but like how many of these things who's pushing for these things oh, who's following it's christy <laughs> oh christy's the ceo absolutely and i think that was important for us to establish early on so she has ceo details and duties throughout every one of our businesses and i'm fine with that at the end of the day you know i'm i, I my family was military so you listen to the person ahead of you, you know, that's okay. just how it is. And I think Five it's very weeks. important to have that one person at the top that's making the decisions. Maybe I'm not going to agree with them all the time, but I respect it and I'm going to listen to you. I mean, I might kick and scream and present you a million facts to try to change your minds in the process. But <laughs> at the end of the day, if that's what you really want to do, I accept it when you move forward. So my role a lot of the time though is CFO. So I help out with a lot of the strategy and stuff like that throughout the businesses. And then in the coaching and coaching side of it, I help out, we have all of our clients, I help them out with monthly stats. So looking at their practice, analyzing uh, what they've done over the last couple of months, help them out with goals, projections going forward, things like that. So he's super involved in the two more recent startups. And he is, he definitely helps me with like strategy and high level number stuff with the practice, but he is not involved in the day-to-day -day practice at all. Okay. Correct. Okay. And not like team meetings either. No. Okay. Nope, I provide the data for him. Okay. Cause that, that was, that was one of my questions of, as you keep starting more and more stuff, like how does Joe not get overrun and just go like, I don't have any more hours. He's asking for a friend. I'm asking for a friend. I've never experienced that at all in my life, but. I think we determine where I'm needed most. Like what's the most value? Is it going to bring more value if I'm sitting here uh, discussing numbers and adding something for a five minute worth of conversation in our meeting or am i going to bring more value restocking our warehouse or meeting up with people at the store and letting people in or just having the value of that that you know of not being stuck in one place mm -hmm. christy how do you so like are you and i you seem like an ideas person right like you just 
get, you go for run, you get ideas. Um, so two part question one, what have you learned? What kind of filter have you learned to put ideas through or like, what's your process for like, nope, that was just a ADHD or whatever moment. Um, okay. It actually made it through and I'm going to pitch it to Joe. And then after you tell me, I want to hear like Joe, like, yeah. How, yeah. I, pr- I pretty much pitch everything, honestly. Everything? Um, yeah. Oh, that's got to be exhausting, Joe. <laughs> um, do you make phone calls mid-run to go, okay, new idea? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. So, yeah. I, I, voicemails have you personally gotten from me? I'm like, sorry, I'm panting. Yeah. I'm on a run. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good. I love, I mean, it's the best kind. Although I'm always like, I don't want to have to talk because I want my music so that this idea trend can keep going. Like I, well, I remember what this is later. And then I'm like, well, if I don't remember that, I probably should be sure. <laughs> but yes, I do. So I pitch everything, but I, I would say I have kind of like a, a wide array of the pre-pitch. So like, sometimes it's like, you know, just full on, like, this is an amazing idea and you're going to love it and we're going to do it. So you should just hop on the train. Uh-huh. That's like number one. Decided. Number two is like, don't be mad at me. Don't be mad at me. Starts off a lot of these. <laughs> yeah. Don't be mad at me. But And then like the third one is a very like, so this just came through and I don't really know like what, it, like maybe it's nothing, you know, it's a very like, this could be in a gray area zone, but yeah, totally. I tell him literally everything but um, we, but I have a reaction to each of those so when we're in the gray area zone I realize 80% of the time I'm going to be like this is crazy what are you talking about and she'll be like yeah you're right that's nuts you know and come right to her senses the middle zone it's probably about 50% of the time where I'm like yeah you know I understand you know like the don't be mad at me it's like yeah you're right we got to do that you know we'll figure it out this way or it'll be like okay I, I agree I'm not mad at you but let's try going about it a different way and then the other one where she's like I got this great idea let's just run with it I'm going to run with that because I know enough about her. I mean, being together with her for 21 years, you know, when the idea is like, this is not going to work or you're like, okay, she's onto something here. And I think we just have that trust in each other too, that when I call her out and I'm like, wait a minute. And she kind of stops and pauses for a second too. And that extra thing that wasn't firing in the brain all of a sudden does. Mm -hmm. Have you learned, I mean, you spend so much time in corporate America, so you probably like handled everything super professionally and with your spouse, but like, did you have to pivot how you responded? I mean, this is what 21 years of marriage looks like is like, of course you did. Tell me about how you learned, how you had to like, this is how I respond to Christy when she has an idea. So before you say that, I will say that, so we, we didn't really like work, work together a lot until we started Illuminate, which was in 2019. I like, would say I, I want to buy a house. Yeah. I, want, I want to get another dog. Like ideas, people are always yeah. ideas. I want to go on another trip to Disney World. Like we, yeah. we've got these points. <laughs> but I would say like that around that time. So really it's only been like four, four to five years with like that was the time that really this was like under a microscope that we had to like actively work on it. So I just remember we both said to each other numerous times early on was the worst. I mean, because she talked to me like no boss has ever talked to me. I talked back to her. I guarantee you like she just never talked to any other employee. Yeah, absolutely. So there was multiple times where like we just, one of our coping mechanisms was to look at each other and go, would you talk to Andrea right now that way? And she'd look at me and go, would you talk to Alton that way right now? That's okay. And we'd both just have a little bit of humility 
put our egos in check and come back to the table and we were able to work through it. So I think we experienced that a lot during the first six months, but I'd say in the last six months, it's maybe been a, yeah. once, yeah. like it, it goes away. You learn to work with each other, coexist. I, think- I love that though. That's a good, like couples working together thing of like, yeah, would you talk to your boss or your coworker or your employee in that way? And it's like, oh, no, I wouldn't. Yeah. I'm mad right now. So I want to be mean to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, a, I've learned to have that like gut check moment prior to opening my mouth of like, Oh, that's good. <laughs> what and what and how am I going to say this? Because like, honestly, it's like, for me, a lot of what I was saying was like my own instant gratification of like, this is what I want to say. And this is how I'm going to say it. And I'm the boss and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, when our two brains work together, it, we always get to a much better place. And so I have to put my ego in a box and just be like, in order for us to get to that best end place, like I need to phrase it in a way that he will actually hear it and bring his brain right away and not be in like reactive mode. Like it just delays everything, right? Like when we were doing that, it's like, we're just like kicking the can down the road on every idea. And it just ends up being, you know, we might still get to the end result, but it's going to take us four times as long. And I'm just way too, let's just get this done type of person that I had to just be better about that. And, And honestly, I think I was more like, I was probably like 70% of the instigator of those problems, just because like, I, you know, marrying the fact of being a driver plus being married, like I was just like, well, this is what we're, you know, and so I just had to learn that. And honestly, I feel like working with him has made me a better leader. I'm, I still have a lot of things that I would love to work on and, and being a leader. I have my, my, you know, seasons where it's a lot harder for me. But in general, I would say since I've started working with him, I've really learned how to like let things go and and let things play out in a better way and just communicate better too. Like he's been able to call me on a lot of like crap that no employee would ever call me on, you know? And I, and so that's been really important for me to learn. So age is so like just age and time. It is one of those kind of glorious things where it's like, (laughs) yeah, it's funny hearing like, I love where you said like, it was a waste of time because I, I just want his good brain on this. I had, mm. I've learned, I, I feel like I'm definitely better about handling things like over the last year or two, mm. you've been like, thank you for presenting it that way. That was so kind of you. But my reasoning is like, Kirby would get like his feelings hurt. Mm. And then I would have to be like, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Like I just said it this way. Like I didn't mean that. And so then again, we would waste all this time talking about feelings when I'm like, but okay, the idea, is it good? Like, yeah, yeah. like. Well, and and to own my part of it too, in just doing normal work, I would, you know, do something for marketing or edit a video that we're going to post or whatever. And I would attach too much feeling to it and not, treat it like it was my work. Like it would be my art project. And I'd be like presenting it to my (laughs) wife to go like, look, I made art. And she was looking at it like a business person and going like, it's too long. I don't like that background music, like, and not doing the, the sandwich of like, this is really great. Yeah. So she was just doing it at a business meeting. And then I'm like, my wife doesn't like my soul that I bored. (laughs) So I had to learn that too, of like, sometimes it is just a business meeting and I wouldn't 
present a PowerPoint presentation to my boss in corporate America. And if they said, change these colors, move that slide down in the deck, I wouldn't go like, oh no, Scott doesn't like my art. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we ran into the same problem because I, I found it where, you know, finance, I'm so used to just giving somebody a sheet with numbers on it and they're focused on the numbers, the data on there. And mm -hmm. I give her a sheet I'd spend all this time and look perfect. I give it to her and she'd be like, why is this line green and this line blue? I'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, I didn't even know this is different, you know? And the same reaction be like, oh my God, everybody I've worked with behind, nobody's ever questioned the lines. Why are you questioning my lines? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Joe doesn't really have, I was just laughing because Joe and Kirby are different in the way of feelings. Like Joe doesn't really have a lot of feelings about like the criticism. He just, the only one is anger. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that was, that was definitely tricky early on. And also just because like, you know, let's be like, I haven't worked with a ton of dudes in my career either. So like working with the dude of like, you know, I like everything to look a certain way and to like be aesthetically pleasing. And he's just worried about the numbers. And so like, yeah, if I want the lines to be a different color, like I'm the boss and I get to make it look And nicer. that was just it. You know, I'm the boss. And it's like, are you kidding me right now? You're the boss. And like, <laughs> you are the boss, damn it. So, um, so I have a question, but like, I don't know how to ask it. And I don't think you want me to ask it, but I'm <laughs> so now I'm very well, curious. But I want to hear your answer and I want to like learn because it's some, so like um you said you don't work with a lot of dudes and you have so much expertise in a field that like or like the expertise you have isn't necessarily just female beneficial. Mm -hmm. And so like the squad is all females. Mm -hmm do you like, like, do you for like, are you going to stick with that? Or like, you know, you just have so much to give. Like, do you grapple with like, should we allow boys in the club or like, yeah, we, we have grappled with that mainly initially. So when we first started it, you know, we were getting messages pretty regularly from, you know, dudes in our network saying like, what about me? Mm -hmm. uh, and so that has really not happened in quite some time. So it's been nice to not have that like pop up as like, oh, this is revenue that we, you know, are just mm -hmm. consistently saying no to. Um, I think what I've learned in the coaching realm for me is I, I tend to err more on a masculine side anyway. Like I tend to land more in like do more, better, faster. And so I personally need to consistently work on harmony and rest and, you know, genuinely what feels good, not just what's going to be best for the bottom line. And so I feel like if I would take on male clients that like do more, better, faster part of me would get a lot of feed care and feeding. And mm. I potentially would revert back to, in my opinion, a worse version of myself that isn't conscious of like me as a whole person. And honestly, like it not only has our life been better because I've actively worked on that for the last four years, but our bottom line has been exponentially better because I've right. worked on that for the last four years. So yeah, I mean, short answer is I don't see myself personally coaching men at any time, but I do think that like from a consulting standpoint, you know, we've talked a lot about the evolution of our consulting company, you know, he and I, and, and we're just like genuinely interested 
by like all types of businesses. Like I could totally see us five years from now, you know, working with like a husband and wife team that own like a flower shop, like, you know, so I, I certainly could see it happening that way, but like it, with regards to the iteration of like chiropractic coaching, like I don't see myself helping dudes. So like, obviously I don't coach, but I mean, I haven't even had I have like a weird like process with like patriarchy where I'm like trying to get better, but like, I don't feel like I receive feedback super well from a very um, stereotypical male personality. Um, I, my, re- my immediate response tends to be like, you would <laughs> like literally. Um, and we hired a boy this year and it brought out a very insecure unauthentic version of me. Now I think that I could get, I would get better obviously, but like, I feel like I've spent a lot of the last few months just like downplaying like my woo woo and vision because like that's cheesy. And I'm like trying to be more bro friendly. And it's not that that male, I was going to say not to blame him. Like he didn't, he didn't act like that or ask for it. But like, I felt like it really shook me a little bit of like, how do I talk about big picture and like the woo woo pouring your heart and service when I feel like I have a guy and guys are just going to roll their eyes at this. And so like, again, not that Mm, he necessarily did, did, but um, but just like it, it definitely was interesting. And I think, I think we're going to see more females like we have really successful female chiropractors like in this profession and like do you know many that are have like male associates like this the system is gonna break where it's like okay so we've got a male and it's okay for him it's almost like his first associate is always the token female or maybe he hires his friend first and then they're like we should have a chick who likes prenatal and kids are comfortable with and like yep that works but like, we're going to have female owners like you and I going like, okay, I need to be a leader to both genders. Just like that male has had to learn. There's a question yeah. in there. I just want to hear your thoughts on it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not opposed to hiring a male in the practice yeah. at all. We've actually given a job offer to a male associate in the past. The person that says it would wreck the dynamic is over here, but I like, I could see, I could definitely see myself leading a male in an employment environment, I think that would be fine. But I agree with you. I, I think it would probably, it would go back to my answer to the first question, right? It would probably bring out a part of me a little more frequently that than I would like. And so I would just have to figure out how to make sure that all parts of me were represented all the time. But yeah, I mean, I, I definitely know some females that have male associates and I think we're just so drawn as, you know, really that top 2% of female entrepreneurs, like I want to pour into women and ensure that they have the best work environment ever. So like, if I have an opportunity to do that in the workplace, like I want to, like, it's just a genuine like desire for me. So, um, but yeah, I totally could see us, you know, hiring. Well, and it might just be another thing that just needs time as a society, because i feel, and I'll speak for all womankind right now. Oh, that's a bold this. move. <laughs> yeah. You can speak for all mankind. After this. Um, I feel like women 
are just recovering now from realizing they don't have to be the poor alpha male. Like, I don't know. There's just like, it's an easy shortcut phrasing around it like that. We don't have to be that and we can still be successful being authentic. And so then to be like, now also figure out how to be authentic while helping men. And you're like, oh, hold on. I'm just getting comfortable that like, it's okay that I like embracing my feminine. Mm-hmm. So, like, like, so as, as a woman and Christy too, like, I, I'm just curious on your take on this, like, since we're all just kind of in a round table here, yeah. how do you feel though about having to share like the stigma in our society right now? Of, like you're an all female practice. You need to be inclusive of guys when it took so long for females to actually become power business owners where they can be in this position to hire a whole team of staff. And all of a sudden you finally can hire this whole team of females all around you. And somebody's going, well, you need to hire a male. Like, I don't know. It it seems kind of. I feel like a male wouldn't get away with saying some of the stuff that comes out of my mouth or like, Mm -hmm. so like I, yeah, that's where it goes. Like if I, if we had a man who was like, I have an all male staff and I will likely not hire, you know, and you didn't say you, you said you would hire, but you know, like if we had a male saying some of those things, we would just throw rocks at him. Absolutely. (laughs) But I just don't know. Yeah. Because I mean, I think, you know, once in a while, I mean, like I've been in all male offices. I've been here in Christie's office where it's all females and I've been in co-ed offices. All of them have very unique vibes. I mean, it's completely different the vibe that I get in an all female office compared to a co-ed office compared to just an all guys who are sitting around in like a mechanics garage. And I think each one of those, if you're comfortable in your environment, I don't think you necessarily need to like shift the dynamic just because society wants you to be all inclusive. I think if those guys in the garage want to keep fixing it, I don't think they need to say, well, we need to bring a female in here. We can't have all guys. You know what I think though, is like, I think it's the, the way that chiropractic offices hire is like one at a time. And Mm. that's where it's hard. So like, if you had an office of eight males and then you brought in one female associate, I have a feeling that CEO would be like, dude, stop making fart jokes. The chicks and the, like, uh, that humor, I, again, just being super sexist, whatever right now, but like, um, and that female would probably be like, there's a lot of male energy at my office. We spend a lot of time talking about fantasy football. And so like, it's hard when you bring in from a female perspective, the one male, I would love the idea of like, if we could just bring in three males, like I think the that would be ideal Mm -hmm. the balance of energy is actually what i would really really enjoy in a business setting but like it's the one individual that's a different gender and so like if i could just bring in three i feel like things would i think there might be something too on so like joe was talking about the vibes being different and we're talking about genders and usually using like a stereotype for each one I think you could have a male come into an all-female office or a female come into an all-male office if they just happen to be that right vibe. As sure, a absolutely. person mm-hmm. is a different mix of masculine and feminine energy. I'm so saying cool. like, I think since I am more, you know, stereotypical feminine energy, I think I work well with an all-female staff because I'm not looking for, not looking to brawl out with them. Like I meet sure. them where they are so that fits. But if you just took average 
Joe male chiropractor and toss him in if he's, you know, just middle of the road, stereotypical male, then yeah, you're going to have mismatches. And I think that's the problem too, because we're only hiring one person at a time that you can't, you know, everybody knows that an interview probably means nothing. You can tell a lot more after the guy's first day at work, first two days. And if you got that all wrong, you just set your company back nine months that this guy's bringing in way too much toxic male energy. And he's rolling his eyes when the girls have their dance parties. Now they're all feeling uncomfortable because they saw him rolling their eyes and oh, they're now, now they're wearing shoes again because of him. Yeah. We're, we're a shoeless office. Yeah, I think bottom line is like any any dynamic of people can work with care and feeding. Mm -hmm. Like literally, I I do genuinely think that, and you know that's a huge like strengths thing as well. It's just like any combination of strengths in a team can work as long as everyone is self aware and committed to like the goals of the team and working together. So yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I just want to find a because it is. A part, it's something that I've acknowledged that I need to do work on of just like healing is a really dramatic word, um, but just like improving on not seeing gender in a professional setting. Um, mm-hmm. And so I want to see like a female who's not like co with her husband or, you know, or it's like, no, I employ 15 people and this many are males. And here's like how, you know, yeah so I can act like a normal person and she'd be like yeah dude be normal you don't have to do fist bumps all the time just for the guy (laughs) (laughs) I'm so awkward okay I want to talk about the the crane and arrow yeah I was just gonna pivot it that way too I'm like sorry I want to talk about furniture I really do (laughs) um and deep down it's jealousy because I want to one day have a flower shop or a plant shop so I'm like "Mm mm-hmm okay where how long did you have this idea? And like, that's a very loaded question. Honestly, I would not say that I have the actual, like, I'm going to open a store for longer than like a year. A year. I mean, it's funny because like before this, we had always kicked it around because she likes home decor so much and office renovations. I was like, why don't you just open up a store? You know, we could get everything at wholesale at least. For the oh, yeah, there you go. But it was always like a ha-ha, like ha-ha. But I think I, the seed was there and I think that just threw a little bit of yeah. water on it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, it hasn't been something I've been like pining over for, you know, a long time. Um, but like home decor has been, you know, home decor making things pretty has been kind of my like creative outlet for a long time. And like the thing that I would like to spend my air quotes free time doing for a long time. And so I think- you know, really what happened is when I bought the building, the practices in now, and I renovated it super extensively, there was a lot, a lot of chatter with our patients of like, this is amazing. I wish that I could have your style. I wish you could come decorate my house. Like there was a lot of conversation but I think that all- watered the seed of like, this could be really successful here. Like there's really nothing in our town that is representative of this style. And I do think that like, there are people that would come and shop. That's just that there was definitely a need there that we found right away within our community. But then as far as like taking action on the idea, I came home from a retreat in June, at the end of June, I looked at a building like within two or three days of coming back and I put an offer on the building and bought it. So like, the actual taking action of 
like making it a thing was like in the course of like a week. I, I think this was all when we were at the cabin. I think we were up there for like a long week up there and we actually put together the business, did all our legal paperwork and just were kind of strategizing up there what it would look like. I mean, honestly, we were, we've said this, that we're building the airplane as we fly it, you know? Yeah, we have no, <laughs> no idea, idea what we're doing. doing. No retail have, experience. No, yeah, we have I'm zero. Glad, I'm glad to hear that because that feels like our life for the past 12 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So I read a, like a sentence sometime in the last few months that was along the lines of you're not burnt out because you're doing too much. You're burnt out because you're not doing enough that like feeds you. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people would look at your life pre-crane and arrow and go like, woman, you're on the edge. What are you doing? Maybe some concerned friends might, if, if they had gotten a phone call, would have tried talking you out of it. Um, but has that been like, has that played out of like, it's not burning you out because it is this part of you that, yeah. Yeah. It's, this is a really hard question for me to answer, but I'm a, like such a transparent person. So you're going to get the full, the full enchilada. I love chiropractic. It's super important to me. I love our practice. I love what we do here, but like, I've never experienced work that I genuinely, like I told Joe this yesterday or two days ago, like, I think if I only had the shop, I probably like would not sleep. Like I would literally just like do it. Like I scroll Instagram to look for ideas for the shop. I am always thinking about like our next genre we're going to bring in and how we could style this thing and like present it in a way that would make more people excited and like how we can help people feel like their home is their refuge. And like, that's, that's like what lights me up right now. Like from a joy perspective, I would never, ever say like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life because I'm a manifesting generator and I'm meant to have like seasons of things. And so right now in this season of life, this is what brings me joy. And this is what like feeds my, my soul. But yeah, I mean, I, it, it genuinely does not feel like work. And I'm sure that that is only because it is nine months old, by the way. Like I can think of lots of times in practice where the first nine months of practice felt like work. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's true. Like it's, it's a real thing, but obviously like we have resources now to start a business with a different bench, if you will. Then like, you know, when I started the practice, like I didn't have, you know, I had to beg for loans, you know, hodgepodge things together and, you know, basically, and feel like a failure because I couldn't pay myself. Like now it's different because, you know, we obviously have, have worked hard to build a solid foundation for our life. And so, you know, I'm not paying myself, we're not paying ourselves from the store, but it's paying me in joy. So like, it's it's worth it at the moment. So yeah, hopefully that answered your question. (laughs) So as you take on these different things and like the original baby was the the clinic, the practice, as you keep going farther out and doing more, how do you keep your employees at the practice feeling like she is, she still has her eye on this ball. She actually cares about us. Like, how do you, yeah, that how do is you a make them question. feel that way? Honestly, I don't know if I do. Like that would be a really a terrible answer. I think that would be a really good question to ask them. I I certainly think that they have all learned that like I'm not meant to do one thing. And mm-hmm. so yes, it is very different than like when I was so hyper focused of like 
this is what we're doing and we're getting it to this level. And like, these are these goals, but also because I'm not meant to do one thing, I'm a lot happier when I'm allowed to do other, like, so when I am here, um, for the most part, like, I feel like I am, I am a better version of myself. Uh, and so I would say that's like the biggest thing is just helping them understand that, like, it, yeah, it's yeah. Almost like if you were there and they had all of your focus, that's a very strong, intense focus. Yeah. It's better that I look other directions sometimes. 100%. Like Joe consistently will point out. So like, for instance, um, when I was gone almost the entire month of March, like, you know, that was, that was tricky. Like I really like the practice being down one dock at that time was not really like, it wasn't like the best thing for the practice. Um, but like they had a record month of adjusting and I wasn't here. So I think that they have, you know, while they, it doesn't always feel good in the moment. Like there's mm -hmm. definitely times where it's like, you know, like we're thinking about moving. And like one of my CAs recently was like, Christy, literally your pile is like above your head. And like, you let's just like throw like some your home. Yeah. Like your house. But I yeah. love your house. <laughs> so do we. But yeah, we, we open enrolled the kids to a school district. And so right now we are driving like almost 30 minutes, either both ways to, to, so we will eventually like work our way in that direction. But yeah, I think, I think the, the longer they've been around me. So like the people that have been here the, the longest, just know, like, this is kind of what you get and it is what it is. And also like, I want to breed an environment where my energy is not the energy that runs the business. Like yes. businesses need to be autonomous. I am not my businesses. They are not me. And so that is something that I've worked hard to just make sure that, you know, especially the people in the practice remember, like this is a separate entity and all of you have the capacity to drive that energy forward. And I don't need to be here in order for that to happen. Yeah. I feel like for the last couple of years, honestly, ever since I got involved in the program, uh, the coaching program that you were talking about a few years ago, I have, um, you know, and then after that, it was a podcast and then of the podcast, it was this and the, 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 and I feel like it would just took this last year of realizing because I was always just be apologetic. I would just always be like, you guys, I'm so sorry. Like I'm, I dropped that ball and distracted. And like something really shifted for me this past year that was like, okay, hold on. You're apologizing because you feel that's what you need to do. And like, and then like other things were coming out just because like, I felt like that's what I needed to show them. Like, oh, I'm just a, uh, just friend. And it was like, hold up. I love what you said of like, where it's like, okay, this is a part of me, but I was not created to like, I would explode if this was everything, mm. all of me, I think that as visionary mass uh, idea people, manifestors, we think that they want all of our energy because a lot of all of my energy includes boredom, seeking novelty and change. What they want is the stability of mom. They want just a little, like the teenager, like the 17 year old who's like, no, no, no. I want to know you're like, you're still thinking about us, right? The business isn't going to close. Like we're not, if stuff goes down, we still have you. They have the stability of me without the like hovering. and 
yeah. And the like, maybe we should change this. And they're like, why? I'm like, cause I'm bored, you know? And so like teaching them that like that, that energy can be served out there and it doesn't take me away from you. Mm-hmm. So, so. Yeah. so yeah, so that's kind of where, so do you have other ideas? Oh yeah, of course I have other ideas. Yeah. Um, I mean, what's next for us and, you know, I'm going to throw this idea out. I don't necessarily need feedback from, but like, yeah, someone who's gotten feedback that they did not want. In the past. Yeah. I, we are going to be opening another practice location. I don't have like an exact timeline or whatnot, but that's, what's like up on the, up on the T for sure. And then, yeah, I mean, I have lots and lots of huge dreams for Crane and Arrow that are like lofty and well, and then we were talking crazy. possibly next year, River Shores, there's a huge basement area to this. So we were talking about finishing that off and then starting to use that for some rental income as well. Putting oh. some other like complimentary health providers down there. So yeah, that's up that's up on the on the well, dock. you kind of even wow. like said a half hour ago where you know, like you could see you two coaching a non-chiropractic. Mm-hmm. couple on yeah. and like yeah it's it's interesting do other people feel this way like what is this like chi- you you kind of said like I feel bad saying this as a chiropractor because I feel like we're expected to be yeah chiropractors yeah. like are right. you saying chiropractic doesn't fulfill you I'm like no of course it does but like I just can't stop thinking yeah. of business I, I think one thing we've always said for us like what fulfills us is either creating something new or rehabbing something and making it new again, whether, I mean, we were talking about, I think we've went through between cabins, houses, offices, like eight or nine renovations since we've been together. So, I mean, every other year we have like a major renovation going on or the amount of businesses we start. And I think for us, just always creating, I think it's just both, both of our natures to just be creators in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really hope that in our profession, we can start identifying energy types for what they are. Like I'm super big into human design. And so like, if you are a manifesting generator, who's a chiropractor and you aren't having more than one, like professional iteration, you are probably only living like a half of yourself. And I think our profession is, is very like, we're, we have the blinders on of like, but more people need chiropractic and we need to be better about telling the world about what we do. And I agree with that, but I'm not going to be better at telling the world what I do if I don't have energy to do that, because I'm not actually like heeding the call that is my like energetic soul and makeup. So yeah, I have zero, like, I don't give two craps what like the chiropractors out there that are like, but if you just put all of your energy into your practice, it would be a $3 million, but like, that's great. I don't give a shit because I, I, I well, it gets to a certain point where doubling is just like, like, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Great. Sure. Okay. Now a thousand people. Wait, okay, yeah. Like yeah. That, it isn't as the, it's not the carrot anymore. No. And I think I walk into this place that I look around every single day I'm here and I'm like, Holy Moses, like this, this thing is awesome. And we are making such a difference. And the people are happy and the experience is amazing. And like, it's okay for me to have other passions because it makes this place better. Um, so yeah, that's, 
that's and not just this place i mean i feel like we're making the community better like yeah. we're making buildings better we're adding yeah. jobs to the community like i mean and that feels good to you know we've been here now for what 10 years 15. 15 years and yeah i mean we know everybody it's like christy was saying earlier like now we have the bench that if we need a drywall or we have two of them we can call and yeah, yeah. Better, right? contractors yeah uh, okay two final questions so how do you christy surround yourself with people besides joe that don't or do you get a lot of like when you turn to friends because like you did it right now or when you said like I don't want feedback on this type of thing where it's like how do you surround yourself with people who think big like you and don't just go like honey you're so stressed already and I because I feel like that's what I have a lot of locally like a lot of family and mm -hmm local friends and I shouldn't like make it like oh small town but like you know my friends and family go like you're already so stressed like yeah. so how do you solve that I have found the best for me in the last few years has been really getting out of the chiropractic bubble so like engaging in mastermind groups just in the business world where everyone is coming from a completely different like walk of life um, there are a lot of serial entrepreneurs out there. And just because I happen to be one that is a chiropractor, like it's been really helpful for me to be able to see, you know, building multiple successful businesses where you don't have to physically work in them, like all of them, like that's, that's a thing, like people do that. <laughs> and so I think just getting out of that chiropractic bubble has been really helpful, helpful for me. Um, I still definitely like, I actually just had a, a talk this morning with a chiropractor that I'm considering like, co like him coaching me in the, you know, expansion of the practice and whatnot, mainly because he has other businesses. And so I, now I'm kind of starting to get interested in what that looks like for a chiropractor. But yeah, I think, you know, surrounding myself with, with business people who, because like chiropractic world, like, especially when it comes to financial things is very warped. Um, and so getting into that business world to just help me like right size some of that, like poverty mindset that hasn't necessarily been mine, just more of like what I've been in for the last 15 years. That's been, that's been the most helpful for me, but I still have plenty of the same of what you said. I still have plenty of people around that are, um, even sometimes people I wouldn't expect to say like, why the heck are you adding more to the fire? when you care okay. so much about someone and you like reveal vulnerability to them of like they you know or it's just like oh just pretend I didn't have that breakdown last week okay so we're just gonna pretend I didn't call you crying and right. I'm just gonna pitch this idea to you and I'm not really looking for your approval I'm just filling you in because you're my friend or you're my yeah. mom you know like just pretend I didn't call you crying <laughs> like for this yeah for sure oh, you guys are great okay how can someone work more intimately with you guys yeah. So both of us are super active in our coaching company. It's called the illuminated squad. It is a group coaching company. We only accept female clients at this point in time as we've covered. At this point in time. <laughs> um, so we, um, if you're interested in more information about that program, you can head on over to our website. So the illuminated squad.com. Um, you can send us a message there. You can definitely find me on Instagram 
Joe doesn't do the social social media, so um, you can't find him any anywhere on on the. I'm web. on your social media. Yeah, um, but yeah, we we would have, you know love to talk about how to help you you know find your best self and your best version of practice and and grow it and yeah. And you're not onboarding all the time, right? No, no, I've really learned that like it's better for me to have a couple times a year to really open it up and talk about that. You know, I, that doesn't mean that if someone reached out, we wouldn't be able to onboard them, but having it open all the time was just like an energetic challenge for me. And so in the past, really until the last like 18 months, but in the past we were actually full, like we weren't accepting new members at all. So yeah, we definitely, you know, depending on your needs, we'd be be able to chat one-on-one. So you could just shoot me in a message on IG and we can go from there. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. This was delightful. I love having an excuse. The the last time I got to spend extensive amount of time talking to you was on your podcast. So we'll just good thing we have podcasts so we can bring a friend. All right, she slayers. Um until uh, we'll have all those links for you below. And until next week. Bye. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait.